the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Extravaganza, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, and wow, do we have a lot of news to cover. A lot happening across the nation and i want to start with with some reports that came out late last night and i'm, I'm just going to rip this band-aid off i i did not initially believe the reports i needed to see the court documents just to make sure uh, we were on solid ground here and unfortunately i'm afraid we are so we need to have a conversation about about fox news channel and some revelations that came out of a court document. This is the actual lawsuit from between Dominion, the voting system, and Fox News Channel. Now, what you are about to hear is going to be disturbing, uh, but the reality is you need to hear this. And the reason why you need to hear this is because of something I've been telling you for for many, 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 many days and years now, that there are people who actually get paid to be conservative. In other words, they really are not conservatives, and they are employed by these conservative news channels to basically pull a fast one on you, the the viewer. There are people in talk radio who profess to be conservative, but only on the radio. When the microphone is turned off, they're just a raging left-wing lunatic. So people, and and you, I know I get this question, well, Todd, why would people go to that much trouble to be something they're not? Well, the answer is very simple. It's for a paycheck. And in the conservative world, there are some pretty good-sized paychecks. So people are willing to sacrifice their own moral values, their own moral center, to make a dollar or a million dollars, or $10 million. They're willing to do that. Maybe some of you out there are, are like that. I'm, I'm just not cut from that cloth. And sometimes you guys get upset with me over that. For example, uh, when, the, when the riot happened at the U.S. Capitol, that, that literally happened during our program, and I offered immediate commentary, and I condemned the behavior of the people that were breaking the windows and storming in to the building and fighting with the police. Many of you took issue with that. And you know what? That's fine. That's your right. That's your opinion. And you may not always agree with me on what I say, and that's okay too. But what you do know is this, 
that what I say on air is what I believe off air. You may think that my opinion is wrong-headed on air, but you know what? That same opinion is wrong-headed off air in your estimation. My opinions are not wrong-headed. Just want to throw that out there. But the reality is that what you see is what you get when it comes to the Todd Stearns radio show. When I was at Fox News Channel, what you saw there is what you got, and it really irritated a lot of people and especially a lot of the on-air host. They would tell me and ask me off the air, do you really believe that? Do you re-? And my answer was always the same. Yes, I do. Yes, I do believe that. I am a conservative. I do believe that we should have religious liberty in America. I do believe that marriage is between one man and one woman. I am pro-life. Those are important things to me. Am I shoving my beliefs down anybody else's throat? No, not at all. But those are my beliefs. And I do believe there was election fraud. And we've talked about that. Did I go out and blame Dominion specifically? No, I didn't do that. And you want to know why I didn't do that? Because I didn't have physical proof evidence myself. And I'm not going to trust anybody else's evidence. Because when you go out there and you accuse somebody like a Dominion of doing something, and you have no evidence to back that up, guess who wins the day in court? So you got to be careful with stuff like that. So anyway, um, the 198-page court filing came out yesterday. Somebody leaked it out, and I've been going through it. And there are some pretty shocking revelations involving some of your favorite Fox News hosts. And I'm here to tell you, folks, they deceived you. I mean, there's really no other way to I, – I, do you know of another way to, to describe what they did to you? They would tell you one thing on air. They would tell you on air that the election was stolen, there was fraud. But when they were off air, they said, no, there was no fraud. And they were, were literally mocking you. We know from the court documents that Fox News Channel was growing very alarmed at the rise of Newsmax Television. Now, they wouldn't say about, and again, these are all emails that are documented in, the, in this court proceeding, in the court filing. The headline from CNN, Fox News stars and executives privately trashed Trump's election fraud. This is the reality, is that what you're seeing on Fox News Channel is make-believe. And unfortunately, many of the biggest stars have gotten too big for their britches, as Grandmother Starnes would say. They're just in it for the money. They're in it for the fame. They're in it for the fortune. But they're not in it because they actually believe any of this stuff. And it's really unfortunate. But I suspect many of you have already figured that out. I suspect many of you have already figured out that Fox News is trying to pull a fast one on you. Now, my question is, are you done with Fox News? Are you surprised that people like Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram would say one thing on the air and then another when the cameras were turned off? As a matter of fact, Tucker Carlson, who many of you love, in these documents called President Trump a demonic force and a destroyer. So my question is, who do you stand with? Do you stand with Fox News Channel or do you stand with Donald Trump? Who do you stand with? 
This is from Mediaite. On the night of January 6, Fox News host Tucker Carlson referred to President Trump as a, quote, demonic force. That was in a text message to his producer after the president's supporters stormed the Capitol. One of many revelations in the lawsuit filed by Dominion Voting Systems. By the way, they're suing Fox News for $1.6 billion in damages. And folks, I'm telling you, based upon what I'm reading here, they may have a pretty good argument because they're accusing Fox of defamation. And now they have all this evidence, and the evidence clearly shows that Fox really did not believe there was voter fraud But they were not saying that on air. They were saying something very different. At issue are claims that Fox News host and guest made after the 2020 presidential election. I want to read this to you. This is from page 19 of the filing, and I've got the full document here. Fox host Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, and Sean Hannity immediately understood the threat to them personally. Carlson wrote his producer... Alex Pfeiffer on November 5th, quote, we worked really hard to build what we have. Those efforts are destroying our credibility. It enrages me. He added that he had spoken with Laura and Sean minutes ago, and they are highly upset. At this point, we're getting hurt no matter what. Pfeiffer responded, it's hard to thread the needle, but I really think many on our side are being reckless demagogues right now. Tucker replied, of course they are. Isn't that interesting? Tucker Carlson accusing somebody of being a demagogue. Tucker says we're not going to follow them. What Trump's good at is destroying things. This is what Tucker Carlson said. What Trump's good at is destroying things. He's the undisputed world champion of that. He could easily destroy us if we play it wrong. These are the words of Tucker Carlson. These are not in dispute. This is all evidence in this lawsuit that could bring Fox News Channel down. The filing also includes a text message from Tucker Carlson to his producer where he called Trump a demonic force. Um, Carlson said in the text, Trump is a demonic force, a destroyer, but he's not going to destroy us. On January 26th, Carlson invited his leading sponsor, Mike Lindell, on his show. You know, Lindell ought to pull all the advertising off Fox after all this stuff came out. Where Lindell spouted these same conspiracies on air after previewing them for Tucker's for Tucker's staff during a pre-interview. On his show, Tucker downplayed the Capitol riot and even referred to it as an election justice protest. So are you seeing this? So Tucker's telling you on air, oh, this is not a big deal, but behind the scenes, he's freaking out over it. Elsewhere in the filing, in a text message, Carlson tells Sean Hannity that Fox News reporter Jackie Henrich, Heinrich rather, should be fired after she fact-checked Trump's election lie. Quote, please get her fired, he said seriously. And we'll get to more of that a little bit later. These, these text messages between all your, your beloved Fox News hosts, unbelievable. So Jackie Heinrich was actually telling you she was doing her job as a reporter. She was fact-checking whether or not you agreed with the facts. That's irrelevant. But now Tucker Carlson in this text message is saying she needs to be fired because she's hurting the brand. Meanwhile, these guys, in reality, and this is what's ironic, 
it could be the text messages and the emails of Tucker and Sean and Laura that end up destroying the network. 844-747-8868. Are you done with Fox News Channel? 844-747-8868. We're going to be taking your calls on that. Also, we're going to be taking your calls. It's Open Line Friday, so we'll be taking your calls on all sorts of subjects today. ToddSterns.com is our website. Check that one out. And, folks, I want you to know what you see is what you get on this program. We'll be right back. I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible. And best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100. But thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. I mean, it it really pains me to say this, but Fox News Channel was lying to you, and it's just not right. It's just not right. Unfortunately, it's giving fodder for folks over at CNN, and they did a deep dive into all of this. Uh, Cut number 13, please. New this morning, some of the biggest stars and top executives at Fox News were privately making fun of former President Trump's claims about election fraud. Even as the network was allowing those lies to be promoted on air, that is according to damning messages, damning messages in a new court filing that was out yesterday. The messages are included in Dominion's $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox News. They show that Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Larry Ingram brutally mocked the 2020 election lies that Trump and his allies were pushing at the time in one exchange. Carlson texted Ingram saying that Sidney Powell, that attorney who was in and out of the Trump White House, was, quote, lying and that he had, quote, caught her doing so. Ingram responded, Sydney is a complete nut. No one will work with her. Ditto with Rudy. He continued, quote, our viewers are good people and they believe it. Joining us now with his reporting on this lawsuit is CNN senior media reporter Oliver Darcy. It's remarkable to see these text messages, but also to have seen what was being said publicly. You know, I was covering the White House at that time to see how White House officials were watching to see what Fox was saying about uh, the election. I think these messages really just expose Fox News as a propaganda network. That's what they do at the core. I mean, they show in excruciating detail that the highest ranking executives at Fox News, uh, Rupert Murdoch, Suzanne Scott, the CEO, as well as some of the top hosts, like you just mentioned, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, they knew, they privately knew these election claim frauds, uh, fraud claims from the, the Trump team were nonsense. They used very harsh language to describe them. But they allowed these lies to take hold on the network's air. And they show, these messages show that the, um, the 
the talent over at Fox News and the executives were very worried after the election of the audience rebelling, that they were going to Newsmax. You'll remember that Donald Trump was attacking Fox News, saying, turn the channel, go to this, this Newsmax channel, which is saturating the airwaves with election denialism. They were worried about this. And not only did they turn a blind eye to the election lies, but they even, in some cases, tried cracking down on those who were fact-checking Trump. Um, there's one case where White House correspondent Jackie Heinrich, she fact-checked Trump, and Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity behind the scenes were talking about getting her fired. That's, that's how um, lacking of basic journalistic ethics uh, were at place at Fox News, and these messages really expose it. Yeah, and we've seen what Fox said about this audio. They said there will be a lot of noise and confusion generated by Dominion and their opportunistic private equity owners, but the core of this case remains about the freedom of the press and freedom of speech. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, briefly, can you remind us why Dominion cares yes. about this? Because that's why this lawsuit matters. Well, a lot of the election conspiracy theories were focused on Dominion, basically uh, focused on these voting uh, technology companies suggesting that okay. they Okay, enough of that. That's all I can handle. To be yeah, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that. Um, so here's what you need to know. A couple of things. First of all, some of your most favorite... Fox News host, we're saying one thing on air and believing another thing off air. The other part of this component is Fox News Channel has hired thousands of liberals and, quite frankly, some leftists to work at their network. And those people are killing the brand. So there's a piece from Mediaite here. This is, again, from from everything is coming from the court proceedings, which I have. I have the lawsuit in my hands. Fox executives and insiders often referred to Fox's own host as inherently unreliable when discussing their reporting of the 2020 election. And this was my big problem when I was at Fox. I had leftists on staff that were working against me. Fox executive Gary Schreier talking about Maria Bartiromo, quote, the problem is she has GOP conspiracy theorists in her ear and they use her for their message. Fox President Jay Wallace, this guy's a radical leftist, quote, the North Koreans do a more nuanced show than Lou Dobbs. In other words, they're saying Lou Dobbs is worse than the North Koreans. Again, Fox President Jay Wallace, when Brett Baer suggested that Fox buy parlor, quote, we can barely contain Lou Dobbs. Imagine all the crazy we'd be responsible for. By the way, Jay Wallace, he was the guy that ultimately gave me the heave-ho. Fox executive producer Porter Berry, quote, he's not crazy like Dobbs. They hated Lou Dobbs. Tucker Carlson, Lou Dobbs was reckless. Justin Wells, the executive director for Tucker Carlson on Judge Janine, she is crazy. Judge Janine is just as nuts, said another staffer, executive Jerry Andrews. Brian Farley on Tucker Carlson and Hannity. Crazy Tucker, crazier Hannity. Fox Corporation Senior VP Raj Shaw on Hannity. Hannity is a little out there. So there is there. it's not even a civil war because there are just so few conservatives that actually work at Fox News. It's an unfair fight right now. But they hate they hate conservatives. That's the that's the ugly thing and the ugly truth about Fox News Channel. They hate you. They hate their listeners. And that that's why they created Fox Nation. They wanted to create a brand new, younger, cooler, hipper, more moderate audience. 
and they're hoping all the rest of the viewers just, I don't know, die off. But it's really unfortunate what's happening at Fox. I, I, I am so glad I am out of that place. It was getting bad when I was there. I can't even imagine what it's like now. But even when I was there, true conservatives on staff actually whispered about it. They didn't want other people to know. And I'm talking about the guys who run the cameras and the lighting guys and the makeup artists. They didn't want you to know about what was really going on. All right. I'm assuming I should be hearing music here. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, this Friday edition. Want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Always fun to have our good friend Laura Trump joining us. Great new podcast called The Right View. Laura, hope you're doing well today. Well, good afternoon and happy Friday. I mean, how can I not be doing well? I'm living in the beautiful free state of Florida so I really don't have anything to complain about, Todd, so thanks for having me. Oh, I see the Instagram post, Laura. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing here? Why am I not in Florida right now? I hear you. I, I said the same thing, and then I changed it all. I moved down here, and, and everybody's happy, especially my three dogs who are just basking in the sunlight as we speak. Good for the, good for them and good for you guys. Uh, well-deserved move, and it's a beautiful state. Um, Laura, we're just really getting cranked up in the election season, but President Trump out there uh, on the campaign trail. We know Nikki Haley's already thrown her hat into the ring, even though she said she would never run against the former president. Uh, But it looks like uh, President Trump not all that concerned, especially with the low polling numbers. Yeah, I don't think he's concerned at all. And actually, if you look at the numbers themselves, the more people who get into the race on the Republican side actually may benefit my father-in-law because he's, you know, garnering about 50% of uh, the Republican support at this point. Anytime he is matched up against a potential uh, opponent, you know, for the primaries and the more people you have get in, actually they're going to split that other percentage of the vote. And it looks like it could be an easy win for him to become the Republican nominee. If that's the case, obviously, Nikki Haley has thrown her hat in, and I'm sure we'll see many more do the same thing. Um, but I think he's probably not concerned because he knows that the American voters are really smart, Todd. And at this point, we have seen the degradation of our country in such an extreme way over the past two years since Joe Biden 
and the Democrats took over the country. And I think as we head towards 2024, my goodness, if we have a country left at that point, people want somebody in there who has done the job before, who they know can execute, get things done quickly, and quite frankly, has faced the swamp head on like he did for four years. And despite all he had against him, look at all the accomplishments he had. So I think he's running on his record. And I think he is relying on the common sense of the American people to know that there is no time to waste. We got to get to work on day one and get this country back on track. I, I think the winning formula here is okay. Here's what's broken with America. Here's here. Here's how I will fix that. And again, he's got the proven track record because he already did it once. He's going to be able to do it again. That's exactly right. And I think that uh, people have witnessed in the past two years what happens if you vote based on someone's personality, based on whether or not you like what they're tweeting. This is what it gets you, ladies and gentlemen, and I imagine most people who are listening to this show probably did not vote for the current administration, but I think a lot of people's eyes have been open in the past two years, and people who maybe didn't consider themselves ever voting for a Republican have seen just how detrimental voting for Democrats can be for America, and I think they're ready for a change, and it's just a shame that we have to wait until 2024, Todd, because, my goodness, we need a change sooner rather than later. We, we do, Laura, and especially when you look at, at the nation on the global stage where President Trump, I think, was was a force to be reckoned with, and, and people were rightfully, they were, um, you know, we were a nation to be feared, uh, quite frankly, uh, and especially by our enemies, but now our enemies just look at us and laugh, and in the case of China, they were so bold as to fly a balloon, a, a surveillance balloon, across just about every major military installation in the country. I mean, how embarrassing. How embarrassing for America. Um, how frightening for America. And it wasn't just a balloon. It was a balloon that could be seen by the naked eye. And I, in my opinion, the only reason that China would be that bold to do that is because they wanted people to take notice, because they wanted to test the waters and see what the response would be and because they wanted to probably send a message that America is not the strong America that we have always been, that we are in a weakened state and in a weakened position, and they kind of wanted to send a sign out there to the rest of the world, look what we can do and get away with it right now in the United States of America. But I think you're right. When President Trump was in office, it was peace through strength because we had no new wars under President Donald Trump, despite all the hysteria by folks on the left when he was running. They all said that he would bring us World War III. We've never, by the way, been closer to World War III than we are right now with Joe Biden and the Democrats running the show. Um, and, and you saw the way that things were moving in the right direction in so many respects with my father-in-law. We had peace agreements signed in the Middle East. He had two meetings to denuclearize the Korean Peninsula with Kim Jong-un. He had trade deals signed with China, of all places. So it was a much different situation not too long ago. And I think we all know the situation between Russia and Ukraine would have never happened had Donald Trump been in the White House for a, a number of different reasons. Um, but it is frightening because you see how quickly things can go downhill and how quickly they can go in the wrong direction. And after having that balloon traverse the entire country, a couple weeks ago, I think Americans say, are we really safe? Is our government looking out for us? Are they doing the right things? You look at the southern border, you look at the balloon, and people say, gosh, I, I don't think they are. 
And it's a frightening time for a lot of Americans. They're not protecting the airspace. They're not protecting the borders. It's open season on America. And 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 President Biden uh, has unfortunately stacked his administration with a number of diversity hires. And it's a reminder of the, the kinds of people President Trump uh, appointed to office, very well-qualified individuals. He didn't care about the skin color, didn't clear, care about sexual orientation. He wanted the best person for the job, and that was effective. And now we're dealing with a great big mess, and you've got Pete Buttigieg out there saying, ah, well, you know, this thing over in East Palestine, not that big of a deal when you got dogs and pets and chickens and dropping dead. you got people getting rashes and headaches. People are scared. Yeah, it's absolutely shameful to see what the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, has done, or I guess the the lack of doing anything. The fact that he took so long to acknowledge it, that he has not visited that site, that President Biden hasn't visited that site, hasn't sent supplies to the people in East Palestine. I I mean, it, it is appalling to see what has happened. But I think you're right, Todd. You bring up a great point. i got to tell you, as a woman, I never want a position or a job based on how I look, yet that is exactly the reason that our vice president was chosen as Joe Biden's running mate. They were very excited to tell us it was based solely on her appearance. And you're right, all of these woke hires prove that if you don't put people in positions based solely on merit and their fitness for the job, you will see that things go in the wrong direction. And man, are we in a bad spot in America right now? Um, but, uh, you know, I, I send a lot of love and prayers to the people in East Palestine, Ohio. Um, I can't imagine having very little resources and getting very little information from the people who you assume are going to be there to help you, like the federal government in a situation like this. Um, but it is really shameful to see the lack of response on the part of the Biden administration in this situation. But I guess none of us should be surprised because... They've been a letdown on a lot of fronts. Well, and not only that, he turns around, Pete does, and tries to blame your father-in-law, citing a rule change that did not even impact the train that derailed. So that argument has is off the tracks um yeah when it when in when in doubt blame 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 trump that's it that's it and and i will just point out one of the reasons and this is a horrible theory but this is how the democrats it's rahm emanuel never let a crisis go to waste the reality is that area of ohio voted more than 70 percent for donald trump and that's why there's not a sense of urgency here those aren't their voters there's no there's no way for them to have any sort of a political gain by going in and taking care of these folks. And as horrible as it is to say, that's exactly how the Democrats operate. Uh, Yeah, I can only imagine that if this had uh, taken place in a different part of America with Democrat voters, uh, they would have been, you know, right there as soon as possible to take action, to do something. Um, And it is really horrifying to think that that someone who is supposed to be in charge of every American and working on behalf of every American would ever do something uh, based on politics. But you're right. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And, and I mean, gosh, what, what a sad time for so many people in Ohio and Americans who are witnessing this all over the country. 
and and can see it for exactly what you just said right there, Todd. Laura, real quick here, you know, another area that the president has been so vocal in has been this wokeness and this cancel culture mentality that's really gripped the nation. You've got a Democrat lawmaker in South Dakota. She's a state representative. Her name is Erin Healy. And she's on the record as saying the idea that the safest place for a child is a family where there's a married mom and dad is dangerous and un-American. This is what the president was fighting against during his four years in office. I mean, it is, it's appalling that anyone would make a statement like that, let alone a, uh, you know, some sort of a representative of the American people in any capacity that, it's really shocking, and, and it's flat-out wrong, by the way. The statistics will show you that, you know, fatherless homes and, and single-parent homes, kids are more likely to live in poverty. They're more likely to drop out of school, abuse drugs, go to prison, um, have behavioral issues. There is no one who can tell me that having a stable, loving home with two parents is, is not the best possible scenario for a child. But we've seen the left so many times, Todd, for some reason, fighting against the nuclear family. You look at Black Lives Matter, who, of course, the Democrats support uh, hook, line, and sinker, and they put on their website that they're against the, the nuclear family. They wanted to dissolve the nuclear family. Um, and it is, it's really mind-boggling that you could have any people wanting to fight against an idea like that here in the United States of America. Um, but you're right. I think it was something my father-in-law was proud to stand up for. He was proud to speak out and say, you know, we should have two-parent homes. We want, you know, all of our children growing up in in a loving, stable environment. Um, And it really is just shocking that anyone would think otherwise or go so far as to tweet otherwise because she felt so strongly about this issue. Um, Really crazy. But you, you don't have to guess which party represents. It's not the Republican Party. Exactly. As a matter of fact, um, Dr. Rachel Levine, the assistant HHS secretary, says laws protecting parental rights in LGBT education are gag rules. So they just look, this is all about taking control of your kids away from you, mom and dad, and giving it to to the government. And President Trump was fighting that uh, to to the very end of his administration. Laura, before we let you go, we got to talk about your awesome podcast, and you've got some great guests on military veterans, and it's a fascinating story. I'm, I'm very excited about this. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, my show is called The Right View. Uh, you can go to therightview.com, find it anywhere you, you hear podcasts or watch podcasts. Um, and recently, yes, we had two former Navy SEALs who completed um, seven skydives on seven continents in under seven days. They raised wow. awareness for our veterans, wounded warriors, et cetera. Um, really impressive guys. Every week we have interesting people. We had Marjorie Taylor Greene on last week and then we always talk about kind of like the hot topics we call it ladies tea it's me and two other women and and we just talk about everything going on and all the craziness because todd there is never an end to the craziness as we all know oh you've got that right you've got that <laughs> all right well laura i'm i'm hoping to get down to uh, your your neck of the woods in florida very soon so we'll have to have some iced tea or something I'll take it. We'll All keep right. the weather warm for you. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Laura Trump, everybody. And again, we have a direct link to her podcast information over on the live show blog. Thanks a lot, Laura. Have a great weekend. You guys too. Thank you. All right. Wow. A lot to a lot to unpack there. Before we go to break, though, I do want to play this audio of Dr. Rachel Levine 
um, talking about the role of parents. So if you have an LGBT child, Dr. Levine says there has to be at least one adult in the child's life that is pro-LGBT, even if it's not the parent. Cut number nine. One example would be the quote-unquote don't say gay law in Florida. You know, studies show that one supportive adult, one supportive adult for an LGBTQI plus kid can make all the difference in terms of of preventing suicide, in terms of of them being able to navigate the world and to to adulthood and leading a, a, you know, a happy, successful, productive life. One supportive adult. I'd love if that was always the parent, but it's not always a parent. Frequently, it's a teacher. Um, or a guidance counselor, or some other or coach, or another school personnel. This law forbids kids essentially from uh, from talking to 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 these people. Begin also, it, it means that the that if you tell a teacher, the teacher has to tell the parent. And so it really is it is a gag rule. It's a gag law um, to to help that, that to prevent kids from accessing supportive adults. No, this is this is the the whole point of the left here, folks. Is that they they want to allow these groomers access to your children? So I'm curious. As we uh, we're going to go to the phone, sir, we got to take a quick break. But based on based on what you heard from the South Dakota lawmaker and from Dr. Rachel Levine of the Biden administration, is is it best to have a mom and a dad in the household, or should it be an anything's goes family? 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. We'll be right back. All right, let's go right to the phones here. 844-747-8868 on this open line Friday. Let's start in Gainesville, Georgia. William WDUN, our great station there. Hi, William. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. I just want to say thank you so much for everything you're doing for, for this country. I really appreciate your show. Thank you. So on this past Saturday, I had some friends come over, and she said, can I do my schoolwork? I said, yeah, that's fine. And she asked me a question. She said, "Do you have you ever heard of the gender bread man? I said, no. She said, well, actually, it's called a gender-bred person. And so the class she's taken is called Gender and Global Awareness. And she's in college. And the thing that appalled me is it's a mandatory class. She has to have it. And her degree is in physical therapy. Why should that be a necessary class to graduate? And what the diagram is, is literally a looks like a gingerbread person, but it's called gender. And you break down if you are a girl or a guy. If you are a guy who wants to be a trans, you can like a guy or a girl, and it breaks down every possible sexuality you can be. And it's appalling that that's a mandatory class, and it's really got me uproared about that. And do do you know what college she attends? Piedmont, Piedmont University down here. Piedmont. Or Bernal, I'm sorry, it's called, it's called Bernal. Bernal. Oh, Bernal. All right, that's right there in the yeah. Gainesville area, I do believe. It and, is. And they're making the students take a, gen, a mandatory gender transgender class. It's a mandatory class to graduate, yes. Good Lord. You see, this is the problem, William, and, and I guarantee you they're having to pay for that class. They're having to pay good money to take a it's class. A private with, school. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! You see, this is why you got to do your homework when you're when you're selecting schools uh, to make sure you're not going to have to uh, take this. This is nothing more than propaganda and indoctrination. 
absolutely it's appalling it's absolutely appalling and outraging that this is something they're yeah. forced to take just to graduate and i just think that's wrong william i appreciate you alerting uh, the, the audience to this and we're going to look into it wow come on folks unbelievable william thank you have a great weekend hang tight we have janice in new orleans sean in north carolina we'd have to take a quick break we're going to be getting to your phones open line friday america 844-747-8868 whatever you want to talk about today only Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us on this open line Friday. You say, Todd, what does that mean? Well, it means you can call in and you can talk about whatever issue you want to talk about and we we do that on fridays uh, here on the radio program so go ahead and get a get something to write this number down uh, you will need this if you want to call in today 844-747-8868 again toll free telephone number 844-747-8868 coming up a little bit later this hour we're going to be getting into the biden administration's response to east palestine ohio the White House has now refused disaster relief request from Governor Mike DeWine. So the White, and we're going to explain why this is, but it's a pretty despicable thing that the Biden administration now downplaying what is quite frankly the worst environmental disaster of this century. And we're going to be getting into that also. If you own a hot air balloon company, you need to be very, very afraid of the Biden administration. I'll explain that as well. But I want to start by going to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have a good friend of this program and of your host. His name is Brad Dacus. He is president and founder of Pacific Justice Institute. Brad, hope you're doing well today. Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you, Todd. Well, Brent, I know you're going to be on uh, Fox News Channel talking about this story, and we're so glad you uh, are hanging out with us for a few minutes. There is a bizarre story involving a Christian school teacher who lost her job because she refused to deceive parents on gender transitions among children. I want you to take us through and tell us about what happened to your client. Yeah, her name is Jessica Tobiah, and she uh, was a stu- was a teacher, a, a gym teacher. Uh, for a high school uh, located in the uh, Yoruba Valley School District in Riverside County, California, Southern California. Uh, she's had a spotless record, excellent teacher, loves the kids. Well, uh, in the past, on, on the Internet, she expressed her opinion, didn't say what school she was from, didn't anything like that, but just expressed her, her opinion and viewpoint about the, the importance of of not lying to parents, and that, you know, as a matter of policy, she thinks teachers should never be you know, required to do that, and, uh, and expressed her, her Christian faith and her, and her convictions. Well, some student online saw it and uh, reported it to the authorities, to the school district. Uh, they called her in, and even though she doesn't have a transgender student at all, uh, never has had one, hasn't had one now, they start asking these questions, and so they... they 
they said, look, you know, we want an assurance from you of three, of three things. Number one, that if uh, parents uh, ever, that if you ever see a child who uh, in your class that is a gender, has gender identity dysphoria, um, uh, you will uh, not let the parents know about it. So if the parents are not aware, you're, you're willing to, to lie to the parents to make sure that the parents do not find out about their child's gender identity dysphoria. Um, number two, they said you have to be willing to use the pronouns that the child wants you to use, even if it's different than, than their actual biological sex. In other words, you need to uh, contribute to the confusion, uh, to play along with the confusion that, they're going, that they have. And then number three, uh, you as a gym teacher, you need to be willing to allow teenage boys with this alleged dysphoria to go into the girls' locker room at the same time the girls are there, even if they're naked and changing into their swimsuits. It doesn't matter. You have to treat him like a boy, like what? a girl. You have to treat like no matter what. Yeah. And these are the three, and she said, okay, these violate my conscience. Uh, these violate my faith. I cannot do these. And they're supposed to try to have a, you know, an attempt to reasonably accommodate under Title VII. No reasonable accommodation. They put this ultimatum on her. She went on leave for three months and has been terminated. Um, and, you know, that's, that's where it's at. It's not based on anything that's even actual. This was just a hypothetical. If somehow, someday down the future, you might have a transgender student, we want you to assure us of these three things. And so, um, so she was fired not because of what she did as a teacher, but because of her beliefs, totally based on her beliefs, based nothing about what she has done or has done or is doing in the classroom. And, and now, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's my understanding, Brad, that you guys have a lot of this in, in writing that the, that the teacher was told to deceive parents. Oh, yes, in writing, black and white. And so we, we've, we've gone ahead, Todd, we at Pacific Justice Institute, our chief counsel, Kevin Snyder, is representing her, and we've gone ahead and filed a, a complaint with the EEOC, Equal Employment Opportunities Commission, and uh, once we get the right to sue letter back, then we're going to be filing in in, uh, in court. Um, and we'll take this case as, as far and as long as we need to, even to the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, if necessary. And, of course, we're never charging. We never charge any of our clients for any of the work we do. And we have offices all across the United States uh, more than any other similar organization. Pacificjustice.org, ladies and gentlemen. If you would like to go to their website directly, we have a link to it on our live show blog, pacificjustice.org. Brad, this is, it seems to me like this is ratcheting it up now where teachers, if they're going to be employed, they're going to have to pledge their allegiance to this radical agenda. Right. And unfortunately, it's not just even just teachers. Um, it's dealing with other employees. We've got another case out of, out of Michigan. Our Detroit office is handling that one involving an employee and you know being fired because of the pronoun issue. And these employees are, are, are very reasonable. They say, look, you know what, um, can I just not use pronouns and just, just to call them by their, their first name or refer to them their name? And, and, and they say, no, you must pledge to use the, the pronoun opposite their biological sex. Um, and these people are saying, well, I can't do that. That's, that's a lie. I will not contribute to me. That goes against my faith. It's not what God would want me to do. I cannot do that. And, the, you know, so there's this, this this subtle purging that's taking place with regard to the pronouns, uh, with regards to to policies, with regard to teachers and and uh, wanting, uh, being required to lie to parents. In fact, 
it's actually protocol in, I would say, in most school districts in the state of California, in many blue states, and that is to you lie to parents. You do not let parents know about it, um, and you keep everything hush-hush, uh, including locker room policies, etc. This is, it's, it's mind-blowing here, and the fact that you have it all in writing. Now, what does the law say? I mean, is the law on uh, Miss Tapia's side? It is because of, of the federal Title VII statute, which requires the uh, any government agency or private sector employer, for that matter, to reasonably accommodate the sincerely held religious beliefs and practices of employees. Well, there was no attempt to reasonably accommodate her. Uh, you know, this is a pure hypothetical situation also. You know, they could have said, well, okay, we'll see what happens, and then when it happens, we'll meet with you to reasonably accommodate. Reasonable accommodation could be, okay, we'll have that child in a different class with a different teacher, or, you know, we'll you know, let you use a first name instead of a last name. Well, in terms of the, the locker rooms, well, we'll, you know, work to, to mitigate that and so that the girls with, who are naked in their bathing suit, you know, um, are there at a different time, perhaps. There was no attempt for reasonable accommodation at all, and it's mandated by Title VII, the Civil Rights Act. It protects uh, people from religious harassment, anti-religious harassment, which is what this amounts to, and I think she's got a very strong case. And we're taking these cases all across the country. Todd, we at Pacific Justice do, we have not just dozens, we have hundreds of people, uh, over a thousand in just one of our lawsuits alone, dealing with employees who are being purged because of their faith. And these, are, these cases are across the country, so we do it all without charge, and people should never hesitate to contact us. Um, and also on our website, we've got all the information empowering parents, what parents' rights are, as well as employee issues, uh, dealing with these, these kinds of things, uh, all without charge on our website, as you mentioned before, pacificjustice.org or pji.org. All right, good stuff, Brad. We're going to leave it there. Keep us updated on this case, and we're really interested, just awful what's happened to this lady, uh, but I have no doubt that you guys are going to get uh, justice for Well, thank for you very Tucker. much, and uh, I was supposed to be on Tucker Carlson show today, but looks like they're going to try to postpone it, see, the next week or the week after, which is fine. But uh, <laughs> so, you, you got the uh, the upper hand here. Our good, audience good is just as big, so uh, we're happy to spread that information for you there, Brad. Thank so you. Uh, thank you. Brad Dacus, everybody, just a great guy, great American patriot. And let me tell you something. There, If the left is coming after you, this is the kind of an attorney you want representing you. He is the president and founder of Pacific Justice Institute, and uh, they're fighting the good fight every single day. Brad, thanks a lot, and look forward to seeing you later this year at the big gala. You got it. All right. Good guy there, folks. Can you believe that? The the audacity, and they've got it all in writing. I've actually seen the emails where they told this teacher that she she was ordered to deceive parents about gender transitions. This is outrageous and evil. But again, this is what happens when a public school system goes unchecked. And now we're checking in. All right, we got to take a break. We're going right to your phones. Open line Friday. If you want to weigh in on this case or whatever story is on your mind, give us a call. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. So yesterday, 
Dylan sent me a text message after the um, after the show. Uh, Dylan, of course, our call screener and doing a great job for us. And yesterday we had the New York Times bestselling author Mark Greeny on the. It was a great interview, and if you if you missed it, you got to listen to the podcast. It's just a fascinating interview. Anyway, Dylan says, "Hey, um, hold, on. I got I've got to read this. I got to read the text message. Uh, it made me chuckle just a smidge." Uh, Dylan says, "Hey, um, Joe Rogan had Mark Greeny on his podcast today. I didn't realize he was famous. Famous." And then he realized what he was right. He says, I mean, obviously, I should have known once he came on your show. But uh, no, Mark Graney, very famous. And I didn't I didn't catch the Rogan interview, uh, but we had a fun time, spent a full half hour together. And I would encourage you to go and check that out on the um, on the podcast, ToddSterns.com. All right, let's go to the phones here. New Orleans, Miss Janice, the queen of the Big Easy. Is it Mardi Gras yet? I've, I've lost track, Miss Janice. It's uh, going to be Tuesday. So Tuesday is Fat Tuesday, and are you doing the, uh, do you do the king cake and all that kind of stuff, Miss Janice? No, I, I didn't get a king cake this year, but when I do, I like the, uh, I don't like it with the filling. I like it just, you know, just, you know, standard the way, well, I think that was the way they first started making them before they started putting the filling in them. But, uh, yeah, they're good. Good. Well, well, I'm glad to hear that uh, because uh, we we actually have a couple of New Orleans restaurants, and what I love about these restaurants are actually run by people from New Orleans, and so the Po Boys they actually have the bread shipped in that delicious bread you guys use down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Po Boy. Yeah, nice Po Boy ham sandwich. I, that's a that's a good sandwich. Oh yeah. All right. And next year, I heard that next year. Uh, in 2024, I heard that Mardi Gras is going to be on the 13th of February, so that'll be the day before uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, wow, that ought to be Next wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, I'll tell you some other things that are wild here. Okay, Todd. First, we had a balloon. Then we had three un- unidentified objects. Then we had a train derailment there. Now we got some other things that are going to be just as dangerous, and Biden's going to ignore them, too. Okay, here we go. Train derails. I just found out about this yesterday. Train derails outside Detroit, Michigan. That's true. With one car carrying hazardous materials. Then there is, in Florida, there's a five-acre fire burns plastic, pots, and fertilizer, and in a, in a big warehouse, huge fire. So, I mean, I, I don't know what is going on in our country, but bad things are definitely happening. And insofar as what you were just talking about, they even have a website. They have a website. That gender thing, that is absolutely insane. It really is. Isn't that our world, crazy? Our world is getting worse, and I think that it's going to continue. Because we're in the end times. Ms. I Janice, truly believe that. Let me ask you a question. Because, again, I don't think all of this is happening in a vacuum. And and months before the egg shortages and all the food shortages, there were, there were a number of food distribution warehouses that just went up in smoke. And and then you've got uh, coincidental. The, yeah, you think that's coincidental, or do you think that either the government is behind this, or somebody's behind somebody's it? Somebody's behind, behind it. it. Mm-hmm. How coincidental would it be, Todd, to have not one trail a train derailment, but two, 
And who knows what else is going to come down the pike. We've had five now. And I do not understand why Biden does not want to help these people in Ohio. That is disgraceful. They're white Trump supporters, Miss Janice, and I know as, as awful as that sounds, I think that's factoring into their to their lack of concern here. Well, I wonder what the people are in uh, Michigan and in well, I know in Florida they're more conservative, I think, but Michigan. I don't care about your gender. I don't care about your religion, your politics. When something happens, people need assistance. They need to be helped. We're all human beings. I don't. I don't care about that. Color and religion and politics has nothing to do with any of this stuff. We all live in this country, and and when this stuff goes up into the sky, this awful stuff, when we have these fires and derailments and all this kind of stuff, it's going to spread, Todd. It's going to spread. It can get all, you know. We all got to drink the water. Mm, tell we me all about do. it. All right, Miss Janice, good hearing from you. Don't be a stranger. Okay, thank you, and check right. your messages because I had sent you some messages. Will okay, do. bye. All right, take care, dear. What a great lady, Miss Janice, the Queen of New Orleans. Uh, let's go real quick to Sean in North Carolina, WSIC. Sean, what's going on today? Hey, Todd, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, okay, well, I found out the other day, which is disturbing, because here we are going more woke here in North Carolina. I'm in Iredale County, and I found out that my, we homeschool our kids. And what it is is the kids across the street are school kids. And we noticed they were home Monday. And my wife's like, what are you doing home? It's, it, there's no holiday. President's Day is next week. And they're like, oh, no, they gave us off for the day after the Super Bowl. So my what? wife goes, what do you mean you got off for the day after the Super Bowl? Yeah, they said that they were swapping. The, they were going to give it off the day after the Super Bowl. And we have to go to school on President's Day. What? So my wife looked in. Yeah, my wife looked into it. And it's true. They have it on the docket for this year and next year. So she wrote this big email. She attached something that a gentleman came out and he, uh, the letter that was sent to the commissioner about these football players, she sent them that attachment and said, how dare you scrub President's Day when we have a whole bunch of malcontent, overpaid bunch of babies that won't salute a flag. You give these kids off and showed them that, and you're going to take away President's Day, a patriotic holiday on, on these kids should be learning. And she sent it She sent it to the whole board and everything. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully they don't show up at my house and try to drag it. <laughs> oh, they do. Your first call is to me, and uh, then we're going to get Pacific <laughs> Justice Institute involved. Jesus, <laughs> Lou. Oh, my but gosh. I, but, I, but I reached out to a re- one of our representatives. I'm waiting for him to get back to me, and he's pretty good, Re- Representative McNeely. Okay. I, I asked them if they could reach out and tell me who I exactly have to speak to in my area because I know he's out in Salisbury area. But Sean, he, here's what I really want you. Like here's what I want you to do. You keep me updated on this. So you give us a call back, okay. and we'll make sure to get you on the air. Uh, but you're the eyes and ears, and that goes for all the rest of you as well. Sean, thanks for the call. Open line Fridays, ladies and gentlemen. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. We'll be right back. Wow. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Let's go to the phones. Again, Open Line Friday. Vicki in Cleveland, Georgia, listening to us on WDUN. Hey, Vicki, what's on your mind today? Hey, I have a couple of comments about the first thing you did, which was all about 
um, Fox News and what chills they are for the, the liberals. Okay. Yes. First of all, two points, and then I'll let you talk. Um, first of all, um, the suit was filed, and the suit is merely an accusation, not proof, because you can sue anybody for anything. So just because it's a suit doesn't mean it's the proof. Although they've got some emails. Hold on. <laughs> and excuse me. And the second part of that is um, it's been over two years since the election. I wonder if any of those three people you mentioned, um, Tucker and Laura and Sean Hannity, have changed their minds about anything since more proof has come out. Because that was a long time ago they wrote those emails. People change. People do change, and that's fair. I will say, I, I the 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 emails are authentic. Um, now, how how they are portrayed in the lawsuit, that of course is subjective. Uh, but I can tell you, after working there for almost fifteen years, uh, that there is great animosity against President Trump among some of the executives. So that I don't think that's in dispute. What concerns me is. The, the anchors are telling you one thing on the air, but they believe something else. So that's that's a problem in, in my book. That is a problem. I just wonder if they have changed. Have they their changed? Mind. It, yeah, it sounds like when they were reading the emails, it sounds like they were playing CYA because they didn't want to get get fired, and Fox was purportedly a conservative place, and so maybe they didn't want to get fired then. But I'd be interested to know. What they really think now, not that we'll ever know what they really think. After after Roger Ailes w- was fired from Fox and then died, I th- the whole atmosphere of the of the network has changed, and it. I would say, I would say that tr- Fox would not have been as close to Trump as they were um, if Roger had been alive and running the network. And the reason why is because you have to be you have to have some distance between yourself and the people you're covering. Um, and I suspect Fox jumped jumped in. They didn't know what else to do, and now they're scrambling to try to figure it all out. Yeah, I think they're all scrambling, all right. Yeah. Everybody's scrambling these days, but it's a true. lot of things are going to come to light, and maybe Fox is one of them. We'll have to wait. I'll wait and see. All right. Yeah, let's wait and see, Vicki. A good call, and to give us a holler back one of these days. I appreciate you listening to us. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, we were... Uh, talking about a lawmaker from South Dakota with Laura Trump just a few moments ago. And uh, the state lawmaker, very upset with all you traditional families out there. Norman Woods is the executive director at Family Heritage Alliance. Norman, hope you're doing well today. Hey, thanks for having me on, Todd. All right. So I'm reading this, and we have this up at ToddSterns.com, ladies and gentlemen. I'm reading this message from South Dakota State Rep Erin Healy, and she's talking about all of you extremists over at the Family Heritage Alliance. I'm like, what in oh, the Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what's, your, what's going on here, and, and who is this state representative, Erin Healy? Yeah, so for all your listeners out there, breaking news, traditional marriage is now dangerous, un-American, and extremist. So, you know, beware of that. So here's what happened. So here in South Dakota, there was a bill to update our statutes um, to basically follow the Obergefell ruling. It would have taken man-woman marriage out of our code and just put two persons, which we could talk about the function of that. It wouldn't actually have done anything here in South Dakota because of the Supreme Court ruling, because of our Constitution, et cetera. So functionally, the bill was useless. But it also put the state, or would have put the state if it would have passed, in the position of saying that any two persons is a marriage rather than a man and a woman. And that's just the wrong direction, especially when you look at what's best for kids. And that's the angle I took in my little, you know, again, two-minute little testimony that's now blown up into a national story. 
pointed to the simple fact that if a kid grows up without a mom, they've lost something. And if they grow up without a dad, they've lost something. So you can't just say any two persons is just as good as, as a married biological mom and dad. That's the safest place for that child to be raised. It's the best place for the child to be raised in nearly every case. And I mean, the research over decades backs this up. So it wasn't even meant to be a controversial claim. But then Representative Healy saw it as, as she said in her Twitter message, dangerous and un-American. And of course, Norman, and people in full disclosure, you guys, I guess several years ago, invited me to come out and speak at uh, one of your big fundraising dinners. We had a chance to to hang out and visit. And I, I'm reading yeah, it was this. Great to have you out here. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Now, you guys uh, throw a great uh, gala and uh, just good good people out there. So I'm reading this and I'm like, Norman Woods is not an extremist. What the heck is going on out there? Yeah, and if you go to FHAaction.org, we actually have my little two-minute testimony posted. You know, again, it wasn't meant to be, like, even all that controversial. We weren't throwing any bombs. We were just making simple statements. Sure. Um, but Representative Healy is just, you know, when it comes to worldview, we are diametrically opposed. And actually, um, Ben Shapiro brought this up in his show yesterday. He was saying that, I love clarity. And he goes, she admits that she believes this is dangerous and un-American and kind of unpacks that a little bit because in the eyes of the far left, anything that gets in the way of how you want to identify, how you want to live, or the facts that you want to live by, anything that would maybe contradict that or get in the way of that is un-American because of their view of freedom. Because again, their view of freedom is I can do anything I want, define things any way I want, and nobody can tell me any different. Even if the way I want to define things or the way I want to live goes against biological realities. You know, Katie Faust always says that biology bats last. And in this case of marriage, again, biology bats last. We know that it's the safest place for kids to grow up with a married mom and dad. Norman Woods on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. He is the executive director at Family Heritage Alliance. And Norman, again, I... I, too, am glad these folks are coming out and, again, showing all their cards so we know, okay, this is this is where they're coming from. Uh, Dr. Rachel Levine, the assistant um, HHS secretary, uh, came out yesterday and, and talked about how there needs to be at least one adult who is pro-LGBT when dealing with a child, and if that child is not a parent, it needs to be somebody else. So, again, it's, it's as if they're whittling away at parental rights, and they're doing this under the the disguise of uh, being pro LGBTQIA plus. Right, they'll do it under this under the guise of freedom, under the guise of you know equality of you know you name it. They've got all sorts of cool names for it, but at the end of the day, it's just not good for kids. So, one book I'd recommend to all of your listeners is the book "Them Before Us." So Katie Faust takes all of the different cultural battles that we see today, whether it's marriage, whether it's surrogacy, you name it, all these things where we as a society are discussing, well, should a person be allowed to do this? Should our laws be defined this way or that way? And she says, let's stop talking about what we as adults want, and let's talk about what's best for the kids. Let's put them and their needs before us and our desires. So if you want to see really, okay, why do we care about marriage so much? Why do we say that marriage is between one man and one woman and never compromise on that? It's because that's best for the kids. And you, she takes all of these different issues from the kids' perspective with real-world stories of kids who grew up without a mom or grew up without a dad who say, you know, hey, I loved 
both of my dads growing up. They loved me so well, and I appreciate both of them, but I still always wondered, where's my mom? Why don't I get to have a mom? And vice versa. Kids wondering who loves both of their moms, but we're always wondering, where's my dad? Why did he leave? Did he leave me? Why don't I get to have a dad? Nobody told them. They just intrinsically knew that something was missing. So for all of these different cultural battles, we always have to put right. the needs of kids before whatever we want. Uh, well said. Um, all right, Norman, we're going to leave it there. Uh, let us know how how this plays out. Uh, you guys are doing great work there in South Dakota. Uh, the Family Heritage Alliance. Norman, thanks a lot now. Hey, thanks for having me on. All right. Wow, great folks up there had had such a blast. It was, I think, two months, back-to-back months. I was delivering speeches in South Dakota and then Montana, and just great, great people up there. All right, look, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going right to the phones. A lot of you folks wanting to weigh in today. It is Open Line Friday, and you say, well, what does that mean? It means you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. You can ask me about whatever you want to ask me about, but you have to call 844-747-8868. Again, that is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, we've got to tell you guys about uh, our friend over at Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. They not only share our beliefs, they're doing something about it. They are fighting to put conservatives on school boards all across America. And if you switch to Patriot Mobile right now, use my promo code TODD, you're going to get free activation and a free gift. And get this, AT&T, DirecTV, you know what they're doing right now? They're censoring Newsmax which is the only conservative TV network left. And based on what I just told you about Fox, I'm pretty certain of what I just told you there. So Patriot Mobile, this is the reason why you need to switch to Patriot Mobile. They're mobilizing freedom, and they're fighting for causes we care about. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. That is the website, PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. You can also give them a call, 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Be sure to use my promo code Todd. They're going to give you a special discount and free premiere activation. We'll be right back. All right, let's get right back to the phones. Let's go to Bill in Albany, Georgia, home of Ray Charles. Bill, how are you doing today? Doing good, Todd. How are you? I'm well. Now, is it all? It's it's Albany. Is that right? It's not Albany. That's right. It's Albany. Albany. There you go. And uh, of course, Ray Charles. You have that beautiful um, monument out there on the Flint River for old Ray Charles, great musician. Absolutely. One of my favorites. Uh, anyway, it's been a while since I called in, and I don't usually like to chime in, but this whole Don Lemon thing, it's really got me thinking, and I wanted to share my, my thoughts on it, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, I was thinking that, you know, lemons are known to be yellow and bitter. And Does that remind you of anything that you like to drink? Oh, so, Bill, I see you're one of these uh, fake comedy callers. Is that is that the deal here? As much as like you like to drink your own pee, yeah. All right, what? What? So, Bill, I just I, th- this is really sad. You, Bill, I'm curious. 
Uh, you've been waiting online for a long time just to just to say that on the air. Is that right? Well, as much as you like to drink your own pee, yeah. Wow. Definitely. You, okay. <laughs> Bill, this is kind of – got to tell you, first of all, Bill, I, I know you guys are a comedy, but it's not funny. It's really not funny. That's kind of sad. I know. It's it's disgusting. Yeah. Stop drinking your own pee. It's, it's not funny, Todd. Bill, this <laughs> – Wow, this is pathetic, Bill. I, I, I hope agree. you. I hope Drinking you find a life. Yeah. Okay. We're done with Bill now. I. I hope you can find a life, Bill. Bill's one of these little fellas. Um, really hasn't amounted to much in life. Lives in his mother's basement and likes to prank call radio shows. Kind of weird, right? I don't know. Let's go to Roger in Portland, Maine. WLOB, our great affiliate there. Hey, Roger, what's happening up in your neck of the woods? Good afternoon, Todd. He must have been here in the group of uh, protesters we had in uh, in town this morning. We had the BLM, Antifa, um, anti-everything alphabet group of people in town. These are the folks that are ruining this town. Anyway, they had about 60 or 70 people in town, and... You know, they were they were protesting white supremacy, which, you know, I don't believe there's any white supremacy here in Port, in Portland. I was or, about to say, that's not, Maine's not exactly a hotbed for that. No, it's not. And like I said, these are the people that are just, they've got lives, or they don't have lives. They've got lives that are unsatisfactory to them, and they're trying to make everybody else miserable. And unfortunately, it's rubbing off in the community, in our politics, our schools, it's affecting our children, our churches. And, you know, Portland, Portland has historically been a wonderful place to live. And the whole dynamic here has changed so much. It's, it's really saddening to see um, because, you know, it, it's there's not anywhere near the religion there used to be in town. There's an uptick in crime here. There's we are a sanctuary city. So we've got lots and lots of immigrants coming in, which is fine. But. We also have about 4,000 American homeless people on the streets in the metropolitan Portland area. Let's fix that first, you know? You anyway, see, I just wanted to call and say hello and share what I saw on the street today. Roger, I'm, gl- I'm glad you did, and I appreciate that. And I, I agree with you. Until we can take care of the people here, the Americans, then we don't need to be taking care of any other countries, any other people coming here from other countries. Let's take care of Americans first, and there, there's nothing wrong with that. R- Roger, appreciate that call, and thank you for listening. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. Let's go to Carol in Georgia. Hi, Carol. What's on your mind today? Hey, this um, this whole balloon business reminded me of Bill Clinton blowing apart a Tylenol or aspirin factory years ago. Do you remember, you know, to take the heat off of himself, he used American Fire Party power to uh, attack uh, what he said were terrorists? And it turned out to be an aspirin factory in Serbia, I guess, somewhere. Yes, I I do remember that. Um, And they claimed, if if I recall correctly, Carol, they claimed at the time it was it was a chemical weapons factory. Yeah, but it turned out to be what an aspirin factory. I remember that. Yes, and you know it's it's the mo of of well. our president now, of course, he was getting heat from yes. something else, so he blows up a couple of balloons with an F-22. 
what will happen? Carol, just think about this. And I was Mark Greeny and I, and he brought this up. He said, "Why would you shoot something out of the sky that you didn't know what it was? That you you just don't do that. That's not protocol, military protocol." So now the concern is that ultimately Biden, they needed to prove that Biden was uh, was a fierce protector of America, so they just randomly shot a couple of balloons out of the sky. Yep, yep, yep. macho man. Oh, geez, Alou. All right, Carol, It is. thank you for reminding me of that story, but you're absolutely right. That's exactly what happened. And that's why I'm telling people, if you've got a hot air balloon ride scheduled, I would go ahead and cancel that. I'm just saying. Carol, thanks for the call. 844-747-8868. Here's what we're going to do. Um, we're, we're coming up on the top of the hour. So we, if you're on hold now, hang tight. We're going to go right to your calls. Uh, coming up a little bit later in the show, Congressman Andy Biggs is going to join us. But the reporting now is that the Biden administration may have shot down a balloon hobby group's aerial device over Canada. This happened uh, on February the 11th, and this group from Illinois, and this is according to Aviation Week Network, the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, say their silver-coated balloon is missing in action. And the last place it was reported is where that device was shot down. (laughs) This is nuts. So literally, Joe Biden was caught blowing, using using missiles to blow up $13 balloons. Can you believe it, America? All right, we got to take a break here. Hang tight. We're getting to your calls, 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. So happy to have you with us today. I have a question for you. Should Biden fire transportation Pete? Should President Biden give Pete the heave-ho? Send him back to South Bend, Indiana, packing with the missus. Pardon me, the mister. What say you, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, Pete has done absolutely nothing. And I think about all the, the tens of thousands, well, really hundreds of thousands of people that were stranded at airports over the holiday season. Christmas. Uh, yes, no, I mean, it, people were were stuck because he did nothing. He dropped the ball. How many how many stories did we do about container ships that were literally parked off the California coastline? They could not make it into port because of the failures of Pete Buttigieg. The transportation secretary could not even fill potholes when he was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. And yet this is the guy that Joe Biden named to his cabinet only because Pete Booty Judge is gay. That's it. 
he needed to fill out this diversity card, this quota system, and that's how we got Transportation Secretary Pete. Now, look, I don't care who Biden puts in there as long as it's somebody who's competent at the job. But when you look at what's happening now with the this horrible train situation, and by the way, Pete Booty Judge comes out just the other day and says, well, you know, the reality is a th- there are thousands of these, thousands of train derailments, completely dismissing the grave concerns that these people have down there. And so the Biden administration turning a blind eye, and this cannot be said, I, you, I will keep saying this, folks, and I know some of you may get tired of, me, of hearing this. But you need to understand that the reason why the Biden administration is not lifting a finger to help these people is because they are white and they are Trump supporters. Had this happened in South Central L.A., it would you would have wall-to-wall news coverage and you would have every government official there in South Central L.A. Joe Biden himself would be there in a hazmat suit. But that hasn't happened in East Palestine because they've written these people off. All right, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Oh, Joe Biden, uh, he had a little bit of a tiff with reporters the other day. Cut number seven. Sir, the question was it? There's been, sir, there's been criticism. There's been criticism that this was. A, there's been criticism that this. Sir, Mr. President, Mr. President, there has been criticism. Mr. President, there has been criticism that this was an overreaction that was done because of political pressure. You turn my off and ask the question. We have more polite people. Mr. President, why have you chosen Poland for your trip to Mark? anniversary of the war and what's your message what <laughs> what are you speaking to president he, Jesus, just, president he walks off he just walks off unbelievable oh biden also uh was talking about white people and i'm 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 a white person so i, I was kind of curious about this uh, this line of um of discussion, uh, Biden was talking about lynching, and he says, "All you white folks, you sort of you have this longing for th- the old days." Take a listen. It was almost exactly one year ago that I signed a law more than a hundred years in the making. It's one of the great honors of my career, the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, making lynching a federal hate crime. You know, folks, lynching is pure terror, enforcing the lie that not everyone belongs in America and not everyone is created equal. Pure terror to systematically undermine hard-fought civil rights. Innocent men, women, children hung by a noose from trees, bodies burned, drowned, castrated. Their crimes, trying to vote, trying to go to school, trying to own a business. Trying to re- preach the gospel, false, false accusations of murder, arson, robbery, lynched for simply being black, nothing more. With white crowds, white families <clears throat> gathered to celebrate the spectacle, taking pictures of the bodies and mailing them as postcards. Hard to believe, but that's what was done. And some people still want to do that. You know, as this film. All right, there you go. He says some of you white people out there still want to go and lynch blacks. 
So I I was wondering about this last night. I was getting ready for the show, and I thought, well, what are the actual statistics when it comes to lynchings, which can we all agree are horrible and sickening, and if you lynch somebody, you deserve to be executed. You deserve to sacrifice your own life. So I was curious, so are people still lynching? I mean, here we are, 2023. What's going on? So the University of Missouri, Kansas City, go Chiefs. They actually were tracking these numbers, and they have tracked these numbers. And it's interesting, the last the last known lynching in America happened in the year of our Lord, 1964. Two, folks, this is fascinating. So there were a total of three people. Hold on, I've got to, lost my point, my place here on the website. That year, there were a total of three people who were lynched. Heinous crime. Two of the people, two of the three people who were lynched were, were white. So, so again, it's, you know, if we're going to have those conversations, fine, let's have those conversations. But the reality is white people aren't going out there lynching people. That's just not true. It's just not true. And when you go back and you look at the numbers, uh, the again, 1964, 1963, one person was lynched. 1962, nobody lynched. 61, one person lynched. 1960, zero. So as horrible and as heinous of a crime as this is, this is somewhat rare, incredibly rare. And again, the last known lynching, according to the statistics compiled by the University of Missouri, Kansas City, back in 1964, that was the last time people were lynched in America. Just to give you some facts to put all of this into context. And Biden is is a sick fool for even thinking that white people just sit around wanting to lynch folks. Come on. This is the guy that wants to have lunch and used to pal around with the segregationist. All right, let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Let's go to Lee in North Carolina, listening to us on the talk station. Hi, Lee, what's on your mind? Well, I, I you know, year after year, I listen to people who, who claim to be, they claim, actually claim to be a socialist or at least fascist. And I don't understand why we continue to call them Democrats. I don't understand that. Why don't we call them fascist and socialist like they are? I think that's a fair question, Lee. Um, I, w- I will say this, that up until I would say the past 10, 15 years, that there were Democrats who were patriots. I don't know of many left now, but their party has has gone to the far left and their party has embraced fascism. So I think now might be a good, you could probably have that argument. You may not have been able to have that argument at 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah, well, that, that's probably true. I guess I'm, I, I like the idea of precision in language. Like, you know, for example, calling homosexuals homosexuals. Don't call them gay or, or lesbian. You call them homosexuals like they are, you know, and, uh, there's just so many ways our English language has deteriorated over the years, and it's really irritating to me 
like the practically ubiquitous way that we use that we misuse the term create. Creation is divine. It's only in the realm of God that that creation can happen. So, you know, because you have to take a total vacuum with nothing in it and cause something perfect to for which it was created to, to appear. And only God can do that. So why is it everybody's the creator now? You know, and 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 when you know you you may not consider that much of a problem, but when you consider, you take a look at the first chapter of Genesis that says, "In the beginning, God created." But but nowadays, when a person in the back of their minds when they read that, they're thinking, "Well, that's not a big deal. I can create too." So it cheapens what only God can do. No, I hear what you're saying. Words do matter. I will say this: I make a pretty mean tomato biscuit mayonnaise sandwich, but I don't create it. God made all the ingredients. I just compiled it. I put it together. So I see what you're saying there. Lee, appreciate that call and appreciate that thought. Words do matter, but I do make a pretty mean tomato sandwich. I can't wait for summertime to get here. Uh, Let's go to Alto, Georgia. Regina on the line. Hi, Regina. How are you today? Uh, I'm fine. Thank you for letting me uh, be on your show. I what I uh, listen to your show a lot. Um, Alto's just a little town, but we get WDUN here. Is it uh, near Soprano or Tenor? Uh, <laughs> sure, joke that's there. what it's near. Yeah, it's a joke, uh, Regina. <laughs> yeah, I know you're hilarious. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I can't help President Biden. Uh, I can pray for him, and he will be helped, and our nation will be. I'll pray for our nation. But I wanted to try to help some folks with losing weight. I know that's a big problem with many people, and a lot of people need it so badly that they're probably disgusted with themselves and even consider consider suicide. So I just wanted to share my testimony about losing weight. I'm 71 years old. However, I never gave up the... uh, uh, desire to get my weight off because i was i've been uh overweight since i was three years old i was just always a child yeah that loved to eat and i think it's in the genes they have discovered now that you just don't want to stop eating some people don't they just want to keep eating because it tastes good and they don't have this full feel so anyway i wanted to encourage folks you can lose weight just uh, try to balance your get a little more activity and eat a little less food, especially the high calorie foods. Now it won't cost anything. You can do this. Don't be discouraged. It'll happen. And the more you, when you do this, you'll lose more weight in the very beginning, which will be very encouraging to you. It'll just drop off. And I just wanted to tell folks that because it's such a terrible health problem. And and you can do it. Don't say you can do it. You can. Just keep trying. Don't give up. I've been up and down, up and down, like I said, 71, but now I'm at my ideal weight, and I'm happy, and I feel light, and I can do things. Well, good for you, Regina. And you're still, I guess, able to eat fried chicken every now and again or a biscuit? Oh, yeah. Oh, don't take my biscuits from me, no. I hear you. Uh, you know what? As a matter of <laughs> Regina, here's what I want to do for you because this is great advice you gave our audience. Do you have a copy of my of my devotion book, Our Daily Biscuit Devotions with a Draw? 
No, I don't have it, but you talk about it, and I'm sure it's good. Well, you know, it is good. Trust me on this. I'm going to send you a copy of this, Regina, so we're going to put you on a hold. Don't go anywhere, uh, and we're going to get your address, and I'm going to send you a copy of that book. Thank you. All right. Hang tight, Regina. What a great what a great word of advice. All right. Open line Fridays, folks. Uh, you can call in, talk about whatever you want to ask about. You can ask me whatever you want to ask. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. And you know we have been standing alongside our good friends, at Newsmax as they battle DirecTV and AT&T. They've been removed from their platform, deplatformed. And why would they do that? I mean, Newsmax is one of the top cable news channels in all of America. By the way, DirecTV, they still platform 22 liberal channels, and most people don't even watch those. So we need your help. We need you to, to right now text the following number, Text TRUTH to 39747, that's TRUTH to 39747, or you can call directly to AT&T and DirecTV and cancel your service. You can also go to a great website, IWantNewsMax.com, IWantNewsMax.com for more information. We'll be right back, America. All right, let's go to Memphis, Tennessee. Jay is listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. Hey, Jay, what's going on today? Hope you're doing good. Uh, Todd, uh, first of all, I wish you a wonderful day. Uh, you've been you've been talking about uh, about the problems and travails with Netflix and AT and T, and of course, you know, if if AT and T owns CNN, there's no reason for them to want any competition, but. I've been looking into a few things. I've been looking into AT&T, Disney Company, Norfolk Southern, and Coca-Cola. And voila, I found out that the major shareholders in all of those corporations are the same. Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street, and Morgan Stanley. So no matter where you look in this country, there are just a handful of large institutional investors uh, that are running the show everywhere and anywhere. And I don't know how do we, how we get out of that quagmire because things like the Sherman antitrust law and the Clayton antitrust law have been, uh, <laughs> forgotten in the dust heap of, uh, uh, dustbin of history. Nobody, nobody thinks about that anymore. Jay, it's, it's interesting you bring up, bring this up. And I know that BlackRock is actually trending on social media right now for that very reason. And, and that is a frightening thing when you, when you step back and you realize that only a handful of people are really controlling things. But a lot of that, a lot of that falls on us. I remember years ago, uh, there was a small town and they were very concerned because Walmart was moving in. A lot of the small business owners said that Walmart was going to put them out of business. Well, it doesn't have to, Walmart doesn't have to put them out of business. Uh, it means you may have to figure out another way to, you know, to sell your products or do something that Walmart can't do. But at the end of the day, you know, we all have choices to make. And that's, uh, you know, whether you're a business owner or you're a consumer. Right. You know, that one, one complication that I have in particular is this. 
Uh, I have a, uh, a federal retirement account uh, called the Thrift Savings Plan, yeah. uh, which used to be run by Barclays Bank, and now it's run by BlackRock. So that's the, that's the stein it's- that I'm in. Yes, and and that's you know we'll we'll spend some time on that on that issue next week on the show, Jay, because uh, we're running out of time for this segment. But it's an important it's an important story and an important issue that that you brought up, and I appreciate you calling in and thank you for listening to KWAM. All right, we got to take a break here, folks. Hang tight. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That's our toll free telephone number. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Open line Fridays. Congressman Andy Biggs coming up in just a minute. All right, folks, we're just shooby, shooby, be whopping, shooby, do whopping our way into the weekend. Oh, goodness. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. Uh, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line, our good friend from the 5th Congressional District in the great state of Arizona, Congressman Andy Biggs joins us. Hey, Congressman, how's it going today? Todd, it's going real well. I hope it's going well for you too. Going pretty good. Can't complain. You know, I was. I will say this. Uh, I'm. I'm a little concerned about hot air balloon operators in America, based on what we learned from the Biden administration yesterday. Yeah, I mean, in, in reality, if if you're planning a a hot air balloon ride to celebrate an anniversary or something, I might I might rethink it. I mean, that's this administration is just. Uh, uh, shown incompetence, poor decision making, indifference, and you know, and they and they've spread misinformation everywhere. So it's 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 amazing to watch the meltdown that's happening uh, at, at the highest level of the Biden administration. I'm trying to follow the, the 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 line of thought here. So they they saw the balloon when it took off from wherever it was in China. They tracked it all the way across the the Pacific Ocean. Uh, they did nothing. They allowed it to to invade our airspace, and they allowed it to to maneuver over some of our most sensitive military installations. And then finally, after weeks of complaining from conservatives and everybody else in the country, they blow it up. And then to prove that they're they're really serious about defending the nation, then they target three innocuous balloons that that were hovering over Canada and Lake Huron and it turns out that one of them may have belonged to a hobby group. Yeah. Well well what you have here is gaslighting from this administration. That's really what that what that is. So it's a distraction. So I mean you're right. They they could have taken the the, the China spy balloon out. Um it, it didn't, and here's the difference. It was a two hundred foot tall balloon with uh, the payload, the the equipment underneath it to surveil the United States and transmit back uh, was the size of three school buses, and they had it in track from day from from the moment of launch. And they was there, over the Aleutian Islands and the Bering Strait. Could have taken it out then over Alaska, over Northwest uh, uh, Canada and the Yukon Territories. Could have done it over Montana, 
lots of room, lots of places, but they didn't do it. And so you're right. So to cover their track uh, after, because they took the balloon down after the mission was completed, right? I mean, that that's really what happened. And by the way, they were not able to to uh, jam uh, the signals from the from that uh, that balloon. I've been told that from uh, you know military personnel who told me this. And so, what you got is a gaslight, basically distracting. You say, see, we are tough, uh, and you and you've nailed it. You've nailed your your analysis right on the money. Congressman, while all that's going on, now we're looking at the administration literally turning a blind eye to what's happening in uh, Palestine, Ohio. Uh, which looks to me like a fairly significant environmental disaster, and yet the White House turned down Ohio Governor Mike DeWine's request for disaster relief in the aftermath of the derailment. Yeah, uh, absolutely insane, isn't it? I mean, we were supposed to have uh, started uh, 30 minutes ago a briefing from the White House, but uh, we were told that uh, it it was postponed because the the EPA officials weren't um, available. Uh, you know, and then Pete Buttigieg has been, Im, Im, you know, missing in action, MIA, the whole time. And, and what he's been putting out is, is, is misinformation. Uh, you know, according to the, uh, the head of the National uh, Transportation Safety Board is like, well, you know, what he's saying is untrue. So wh- wh- how much longer can you keep Pete Buttigieg in the cabinet? I mean, really, h- how long can that go on? He needs to be fired. But I don't know if he's going to be able to get fired because uh, he was a diversity hire. He was one of, and and we know that was the most important thing for this president and for the Democrats. They don't care about competence; they care about checking off some sort of an identity politics card. Uh, absolutely right, and and uh, so he he met that, and and has proven to be totally incompetent. Then you have Mayorkas, who also met that diversity uh, checklist, and he's basically turned into a malevolent. Uh, enemy of uh, the United States with his with his implementation of policies that are destroying our our national sovereignty and our border. Congressman, do you think it's possible that one of the reasons they're not jumping on to this story, and it seems to me with the environment, you think they would be all over this thing, but it's just like the Nord Stream pipeline, where it was that was what probably the worst oil disaster in American or world history um, committed at the hands of Joe Biden allegedly. But is it possible when it comes to East Palestine, the reason why is because over seventy percent of voters chose a ballot for Donald Trump instead of Joe Biden? I don't mean to be well, cynical. It, it, well, it all it all does come back to the. This derangement. Uh, that, I mean, there's all kinds of other reasons that you could look at, but but when you look at the totality of, of the policy decisions of the Biden administration and the left, including the left in Congress, it has always been to try to um, uh, basically uh, go against the policies to to derail them, to eliminate the policies that Donald Trump put in place, or that or that his uh, uh, proponents in Congress were able to pass into law. I mean, they want to destroy all of that, and they wish that Donald Trump just never, never was. And so uh, I, I think I, I, I've become so cynical about this, like you, because I see it over and over and over again. Um, why, why do you get rid of all these, these policies that are working, whether it's on the border, whether it's working in the economy or, or anything? It's because Donald Trump was the author of those policies, and they can't stand that he was making progress in this country. 
Nope, you're right about that. Um, and real quick, I know you sent out a, a press statement just, a well, about an hour or so ago involving a Justice Department case. Uh, you're sending a letter to the Attorney General, and you're accusing the DOJ of, of targeting political opponents. Yeah, so so you what you have is you've got um, two things going on. The, the letter that we just put out is is when Trump this is the first time this has been done by the way in American history where because there's a constitutional right for a president to issue pardons and and grant clemency. And this is the first time you've ever seen a Department of Justice get be so weaponized that they're going to go after the people that have been uh, granted pardons or clemency by President Trump. And and that's what's happening here. Here's a guy um he was con- he had I think 12 counts and and uh, he was convicted on on some, acquitted on some, hung jury on others, and he ended up being sentenced to 20 years. goes goes in for four and a half years in prison. Um, in the meantime, of course, the the federal magistrate that had conducted the case admitted that that there was prosecutorial misconduct on the part of the of the prosec- federal prosecutors who had basically spied on the attorney and and the client, the guy who's in, in prison. Uh, but he let the he let the verdict stand. So um, other people reviewed this. They said this this guy deserves clemency. He gets clemency, and now the the federal uh, Department of Justice has said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go back and try him on the the same fact pattern on the case on the on the uh, it, charges that had a hung jury. That's never happened in American history. This is unprecedented, and it's 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 for political purposes. Uh, and uh, who's next? I, uh, my guess is they've got a list of these people, and they're going to start going after all. Mm. Incredibly troubling. And, Congressman, we're glad you're calling calling out the administration on this. We're going to have to leave it there, but we always appreciate your great work, sir. Thank, thank you. Have a great weekend, Todd. All right, Congressman Andy Biggs from the great state of Arizona. All right, 844-747-8868. That is our phone number. Open line Friday. I do want to go to Ohio, Nathan, listening to us. Uh, Nathan, what's on your mind today? Hey, Todd, how are you doing today? I'm well, thanks for asking. You're not anywhere near the uh, the derailment, are you? Uh, no, thankfully. Uh, I'm down in the Columbus area. Well, good. that's good to hear. Glad to hear that. What's on your mind, Nathan? Hey, I will first just want to tell you, I'm part of the proud millennial army that listens to your show, enjoys your show. Um but what I wanted to say was just talking about what uh, Biden had said about the lynching. You know, there's a term called projection. And a lot of the times the Democrats tell you exactly what they want to do. They tell you exactly what they're thinking by accusing everyone else. So I believe when Biden says people are thinking about it, people are thinking about it. It's people like him that are thinking about it. People should be concerned when someone like Biden says stuff like that. It was mind-blowing. And, and again, you're right about this, Nathan, especially with the Democrats. When they accuse you of something, typically they're the ones who are guilty of it. Yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure he participated in quite a bit of activities like that and made quite a few comments back in the day. And also, I would like him or anybody in that party to remind us which party it was that participated in most of the lynchings. That's all I have to say, Todd. Have a good day. David, God bless you. And we're, we're just so excited to have so many members of the millennial generation listening to this program. Welcome, one and all. 
but he's he's not wrong. He is not wrong. Go back and and we've played audio clips. We have a montage of Biden saying very very questionable things about minorities in this country. All right, let's go to James in North Carolina. Hey, James, what's on your mind today? Hey, how you doing, Todd? Good, good. On? All right, uh, I just it. it I, it, it touched me when I read uh, somewhere one of the social media pages where Donald Trump said that Rihanna had a very bad performance, the worst performance of her life. stuff, And he was probably right, like he always is. But it just didn't seem, you know what I mean? I wish he would tone back as he's going into <laughs> this presidency. Yeah. You know, just, just slightly. No, and I like get it. One of the, <laughs> As if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But sometimes he is correct when he he talks about Hillary Clinton because oh. all the stuff she did. Oh, no, that's right. true. May I? I will. I will say this, James. I thought the same thing you thought when I when I saw that that comment about Rihanna. However, I will say this: he wasn't wrong. It was it was just sort of like, well, all right that that was it. I mean, you know, it's the Super Bowl. I. I don't know. I just, it, I thought she wasn't even trying. She was up there, you know, she she wasn't even trying to lip sync. She had the microphone down at her waist half the time. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe maybe she was just uncomfortable. They squeezed her into that little getup, and, you know, here she is pregnant, expecting, and she could could have just yeah. been uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know. James, good thought, though. I would have liked to have seen a country music artist up on the stage. You know what I, You know what I mean? Somebody who has mass appeal. I'm not sure. For, does Rihanna still have mass appeal? All right. Let's go to Jim Salem, Oregon. KYKN, our great station there. Hi, Jim. What's going on? Hi, Todd. Um, I really appreciate the interview with the congressman. I did listen to that, and you pretty well covered it, but I just wanted to add kind of a personal detail to the the derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. I grew up uh, about an hour from that area, so I'm very familiar with it. I was a chaplain at Ground Zero in New York, and I kept thinking about the thing that happened when uh, Christine Todd Whitman, who was the um, EPA chief at the time, 9-11, I remember her making a photo op down at the pile where she came down and they had a press conference and she said, nothing to see here. The air is fine. And she, did, you know, basically told everybody they, they really didn't need to be wearing masks because the air was just fine and it was all contained. And because of that, I've wondered how many people suffered cancer and uh, birth defects and the ongoing things. I'm part of the World Trade Center responder program. I get screened every year. It's 21 years later. I get screened every year for cancer to see if it's developed. And that the idea that the governor uh, of Ohio today would would not say FEMA is going to be deployed there, that's despicable, because those folks don't have the resource. I was reminded of the response to Katrina when all those trailers just sat idle. When the government starts to politicize things and not respond to human needs, I think a show like yours is so important. And so I appreciate that you're pointing these things out. I think it's very important. 
Well, Jim, I grew up in, uh, my dad got transferred when I was in junior high school. So we were down between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. And there are just dozens and dozens of chemical plants and oil refineries. And I can't tell you the number of times where you're just sitting there eating dinner and all of a sudden the house is shaking and you you would walk outside, there would be a big mushroom cloud uh, and something had exploded. And they would say, you know, there's really nothing to see here. Everybody's okay. When you knew that wasn't the case. And and so when when I see something like this, it does catch my attention because, quite frankly, uh, Jim, and, I, and we're going to have to wrap the comment here, and I appreciate you calling, but quite frankly, uh, people are playing politics, and we don't need politics here. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. Little Donnie Lemons in the hot seat. Big trouble brewing over at CNN. Hey, here's what Don Lemon said yesterday on air, talking about Nikki Haley, cut number one. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and Maybe 40s. What do you talk? Wait. That's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. Forties. Oh, I got another. I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that. Well, you know, politicians aren't I in their think prime. We need to need qualify. To are you talking about prime for like childbearing, yeah, or are you talking don't shoot about the message prime I'm just for being president? What the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says twenties, thirties, and forties. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not not in their prime, and they need to be in their prime when they serve, because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google Google or whatever it is. (laughs) Wow, he stepped in it, and it's so great. It is so delicious, uh, folks. So uh, anyway, we have an update. Don Lemon suddenly took a day off today from CNN and their morning show. Could you imagine waking up to that every morning? No, not Don Lemon, but that with the uh, the Lemon and the and the girls. I just I don't know. I it's it's a bit much. It's a bit much for my taste. So now we're getting word that that Lemon has little Donnie has is it little Donnie or little Don? All right, we're going to call him Donnie. He's apologizing. So he was on the morning the network's morning editorial call, and he apologized to the staff, saying he didn't mean to hurt anyone. He didn't mean to offend anyone. What I said came out wrong. No, I don't think it did. I mean, he explained it. It, It's what he learned on Google. He said, I believe women of any age can do anything they set their minds to. (laughs) The people I am closest to in this organization are women. I I don't know about that. You know, he doesn't like the ladies, uh, Don Lemon, so he really hasn't had much experience around the girls, so he doesn't really understand there are just some things – that you can't say to a woman, even if you're a gay man. I'm just saying, you gotta. It's a landmine, Donnie. A landmine. Call us and we'll we'll give you we'll we'll try to help you out. All right, we got to get out of here, folks. It's been a lot of fun this week. We're going to do it all over again next week. CPAC coming up. We're going to be telling telling you more about that as well. Get out there, have a great day, America, and be sure to go to church this weekend.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.